are back, baby. We are back. And like the last two weeks, we are back and better than ever because that's right. The Lions, these words are coming out of my mouth right now, are playing this Sunday in the NFC Championship game in San Francisco. This is wild. This is insane. This is why we do the podcast for this moment right here. Uh, and I know all the Lions fans listening are as jacked up as we are, reading every little bit of content they can during the week just to, you know, keep their mind on it. Oh, it's so exciting. But we, before we dive into everything involving this game this week, uh, let's get to introduce the Blue Kool Aid crew that is here. So I'm Big Z. Let's get to the rest. We got Bob. Hello there. Red Dog. Yo. And Connor. Hello. So, um, and our and our producer Kid J might chime in here at some points uh, as well, and he is sitting on the in the background. But, anyways, um, so the Lions uh, will be playing this Sunday at five thirty Central. They get the last, they get the night game, so kind of playing into that prime time slot that they love so much throughout the year. Um, but they're not getting a lot of love from the public at large in terms of their chances of winning this game because they are seven point underdogs. Traveling into San Francisco, the over/under is fifty and a half. And uh, get this too: the weather. You know, the San Francisco played in like a rainstorm last week. It, it affected their the ball and stuff. Brock Purdy looked terrible. He barely can hold on to the ball. He must have tiny hands. They call, they called golf tiny hands. Purdy looked like he had tiny hands last week. His um, hands sure look purdy. <laughs> uh, the weather this Sunday looks like seventy degrees, partly partly cloudy. And only three mile per hour winds. You're not. There's you can't ask for much better weather up. than yeah. that. Um, That's awesome. Anywhere in the country. Um, so that at least is very positive development. Yeah, and it's uh, Jared Goff's home turf over there. Really yeah, how fun. about that? I had that for later, but I mean, it it, it is. Uh, it is. I, I didn't. I always thought Jared Goff was from Southern California. I don't know why. This is personality. <laughs> Yeah, I, and, well, uh, well, we lost Connor for a second, but uh, yes, uh, I, I mean, he always gives off kind of like the Southern California attitude. I guess he lives there in the off season too. Obviously, his time in LA just drilled him in mind that he's from there, but no, he's from San Francisco area. So great, he's used to this kind of climate, this these conditions, uh, yeah. seventy degrees and sunny. What 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 conditions to get used to? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but anyways, uh, really cool. I think for this could be. This is like, you know, a full circle moment for Goff in a lot of ways, would you say? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and he's played there before, so, you know, it's not like yeah. his first time. He played there with, with L.A., with the Rams and stuff, so he knows the place well. So I'm excited for him, man. Awesome. Red Dog, how you, how you feeling about Goff? Oh, I feel great about Goff. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, all that stuff, like, like I don't even think it. Ma- I think it matters even less than like the what the Rams situation meant to him. I think it'll be nice to go back to like being played in California. But I think he's just so locked in right now to the goal that all this extraneous like narrative stuff is like fodder for us to keep us busy. But like, of course, J G is locked in, baby, and he. I don't think it's gonna matter one way or another. You could play him in a snowstorm right now, and he'd just be ready to go. Well, I'm glad they're not playing in a snowstorm. Uh, yeah, yeah, it too. would concern me a little more based on this history. But um, <laughs> 70 degrees and Sunday, I will definitely take um, grass. The line, you know, obviously the last couple home games, turf, switching to grass, that'll be interesting. But um, n- nonetheless, uh, yeah, you know, 
Goff is, has that confidence because his offensive line has been dominant in the first two games here, giving him a clean pocket to throw out of. There is a little hiccup in that this week uh, with Jonah Jackson looking like he'll be out for certain. Uh, and it looks like he would return to the Super Bowl if the Lions were to win this game. That's not 100% certain, but likely. Mm. According what do you to mean? Campbell. Yeah. What do you mean if they win the game? I thought, I thought they're winning this game. <laughs> when they, <laughs> yes. When they get in the game. Sorry. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. That's what, you know, that's what get the Kool Aid. Get the Kool Aid out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he, yeah, with his knee injury, um, and, uh, and, uh, and the other news is at least as far as people being out is Brock, Wright Uh, broke his forearm, you know, beastly catch great blocker. It sucks to lose him after him being out for such a long time. Finally coming back, making a um, big play. Like he does. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, so they signed Zach Ertz off the couch. Uh, basically the Lions tight end coach, uh, coached with. Coach Zacherts in Arizona. There's that familiarity there. I'm not sure how much they can get him up to speed in this short of time, but better than anything else you'll find on the open market right now, tight end wise, I'd imagine. I think it's so cool that we're like that team that's like bringing on like the the like guys past their prime, but sitting around waiting to get on like Super Bowl contender teams. Like you know, like we got figured. It's like Zach Ertz is a big, pretty big name to just be kind of casually signing. Right yeah. in the middle of the playoffs, I know he's well, it doesn't a get more older, Super Bowl like... contendery than one win away from yeah, the Super right. Bowl, so yeah. it's just so cool. <laughs> but like, I think it's yeah, a nice add to you know for a place where we've just been getting beat up lately. Right, yeah, with James Mitchell out too. Um, we do have Anthony Ferkser, who was on our practice squad. Um, for it'll sure. be interesting to see if they bring him up, and Ertz is just like a super insurance policy. Uh, un- unclear uh, what they're gonna do there, but. And, and it's it's it sucks too losing Brock Wright because uh, the Packers were really good out of twelve personal well twelve per, never mind that's one that's one tight end never mind uh, we we can get about we'll get into it later twelve personnel is one tight end two running backs but um anyways uh so scratch that but um the other it's injuries it's 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 really funny to read injury report. Uh, because Frank Ragnow is listed ankle, toe, back, and knee. knee. Yeah, <laughs> he's just the, uh, I don't even, Warrior, he didn't practice. Man. I think he just is staying in a, in a he's switching between hot hyperbaric and cold chamber baths, uh, all week, uh, <laughs> or he's staying in the cryo chamber all week until yeah. it's time for Sunday. <laughs> he said he was feeling better though. I mean, with what he's treat, treatments doing, so that's good. We know he'll be out there no matter what. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. He's a badass, man. (laughs) I love that, like, our guys are getting these legends built now. Like, like, these guys are going to be forever remembered, like, as, like, one of the greatest Lions teams already at this point, regardless of what comes going forward. This is already one of the greatest Lions teams, period. And these guys are just such warriors and badasses dedicated to the cause. I really think they can get this whole thing done. I'm just so excited. I know. Earlier today, I was watching uh, NFL Network during the day, and uh, they had like live press conference with Jared Goff, like on the you know. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. That the Lions are getting all this, and I know Cal- oh, Campbell wow. was commenting, but like he's like, usually like 20 reporters in here. Now there's like I don't know how many. You know, cause I couldn't see the room, but he was saying there was a ton in there, everywhere. So pretty cool. That's incredible. I ah, I love it. Uh, and it's we, fun we to listen so to him. It's entertaining to listen to these uh, reporters try to like crack the nut that is like all these players and like trying to get them to start like, you know, 
like thinking and daydreaming about all the stuff going on the guys are just doing such a great job of just being staying to the point staying to the task at hand like these guys all know what they want and they're not going to get distracted by all the hoop blah. oh definitely their mind was already on san francisco right after the game at least in all their comments uh they didn't say like we've reached the mountaintop or anything of that nature they're like two more from the soup like they, they've had their eye on it and they're they're happy for the win but like still focused you know I see no reason why we can't get it. Right, exactly. Uh, this is a very vulnerable San Francisco team. Um, as, uh, did you guys watch the game last week, Green Bay, uh, San Francisco? Uh, San Francisco was yeah, extremely lucky, lucky to come away with a win in that game. They probably yeah. were not the better team in that game either. Um, no, I don't think so. It was funny seeing Brock Purdy try to yes, dry his hands I, in the middle of his hardly ever seen that before. That, <laughs> uh, that was kind of funny. Bro, dog, did you see that? He like took a shotgun snap, went in like his back, uh, you know, seven step drop or whatever, and uh, in the middle of that seven step drop, wiped his hand on his pants and re- put his hand back on the ball. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, it Dang. wasn't working too well for him. He looked horrible last week, so I don't know if that was the rain or what. He's he he. If you could get to him uh, and rattle him. Uh, this is this is not a great I, I, I don't I was getting arguments with people about like Goff being better than Purdy uh, during the year. I, I don't think it's any question. Some pe- I mean, Bert, Purdy was in the MVP conversation, which I thought was silly, too. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you guys think about that. And they're one. comparing him to Joe Montana with some of the stats and like, come yeah. on, that's like a little overselling it. I think Goff is clearly a better quarterback. I think Purdy's a good quarterback, but I think Goff just on accolades alone is proven to be a consistently top pro. I mean, even before he came to the Lions and went to a Super Bowl, this dude's been around doing this at a high level for a long time. So Purdy's got a lot more to prove than Goff does. Yeah, I I, I would say that's uh I would say that's accurate. Uh and and uh, being the the knock on or at least a lot of people say Purdy and I I'd probably tend to agree to it to uh, to a certain extent, is that Purdy's more of a product of the system that he's in and the guys around him than him elevating others around him necessarily. Uh, like Are like a Mahomes, for instance. You know, system what's that, Connor? Will. I said a system quarterback. Right, yeah, yeah. A, a system quarterback uh, that's slightly better than like a Jimmy Garoppolo type in the same system. Um, yeah. But a, a little more mobile. He's a little more. He's more. He's a decently mobile quarterback. Uh, if he sees a lane, he will take it. So Lions yeah. have to be cognizant of that. But where I really see, and I'm curious your guys' thoughts, the Lions exposing the San Francisco team is on the right side of the line. I don't see Hutch lining up against Trenton Williams more than like once or twice, maybe throughout this game. Uh, who's their left tackle? I see Hutch line up in that right tackle, trying to expose their weakness. Uh, that that. That's my thought personally, at least. And I think that San Francisco is going to double team the hell out of them, too, when he lines up on that right side. And it's going to be down to the line secondary to, uh, you know, sit in their coverages or or, the, uh, or if we stay with our aggressive nature, the, the blitzers to get home like they have been the first two games. I don't know. Z, disagree. I think, yeah, I think uh, it'll be a little bit like what we saw against the Cowboys where uh, I think he's going to get purposely lined up against uh their best guy and to see who wins like he he took care of tyrone smith in that game granted tyrone's a little bit older probably maybe a little past his prime than 
Did he face Tyron Smith most of the time? He was lining up on the right side most uh, of the time. I, I don't know about most of the time, but he blew by him for some sacks in that game. So, I mean, I don't know. I know he, he took I care know of he, him. I know he took got My two point, sacks that game against but, the right tackle. The nice thing about that, though, was that when you got the elite guy, you give him more of a one-on-one opportunity, which means that if Hutch can win, like it's it, you know, you're not going to double team because you're not scared because you think I got the best guy and I'm going to let Trent do his thing. I'm not going to get all scared of you know ha, 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 Hutchinson. I, I think that's the thing when you play the top teams is you get a little more of that one-on-one matchup sometimes, and I think you'll get some opportunities there. I, I mean, you know, it's going to be a tough matchup though. He's but he's going to have to win. Yeah, I suppose. I, I think the way the Lions have been blitzing, though, uh, if the Hutch can take on two guys on the outside, that's going to free up a blitzer on one edge or the other. Uh, so yeah. You'll see him all over, I think, Z. I think you're right. And Hutch is just playing at an elite level these oh, days. Yeah. You know, he's awesome. ascending. Late in the season through the playoffs, he's just insane how good he is. He's really figuing it out, man. He's getting yeah. so good. I feel like they've been getting a little better at disguising oh, their definitely. blitzes, too. I mean, it's not like... Uh, Minnesota level, but like I think it's better than Minnesota. <laughs> well, maybe it's just our personnel because we're blitzing guys like Branch and Iffy. But uh, I mean, damn, we're like getting home. We're surprising teams. Like it's pretty wild. Maybe I'm not even. Maybe I'm just ignorant of Minnesota's ability. But I, I might be a bit of a homer here, Connor. But <laughs> yeah, you notoriously <laughs> always sell the Lions. Show. Yeah, you definitely never. You know, like. Go above they got to really earn it with me. Um. Well, the San Francisco defense is an inter- is a is a loaded defense, especially on the defensive front. That's where they that's their bed and butter. They're not a they're not a blitzing team like say the Vikings or anything of that nature. They like to just try to dominate with their up front four and let the secondary do the work. Where they're weakest, I we mentioned it I, or yeah we mentioned it in our preview a little bit uh, on Sunday and reacting to the game uh, and looking forward to this game is that the cornerbacks for San Francisco are just mediocre. They're, they're not elite by any means and where they can beat this be beat, especially is deep. Now, uh, I, I believe they're, they're like top 10 and giving up explosive plays down the field on the outside, uh, in the middle of the field is where they are dominant. Uh, I believe they're number one defense against the pass in the middle of the field, which is where the Lions have been thriving all season, <laughs> especially with the likes of Sam Laporta, Monra. So that's a really interesting strength on strength, uh, yeah. matchup right there. Cause that Javon Greenlaw over the middle is an absolute monster. Um, and I believe they're number one against the run too, San Francisco. So another great strength on strength matchup. That's why it really sucks. Jonah Jackson's on it. We're not at full strength from the offensive line standpoint. Um, but you know, those are some things. Uh, was it, what what what's that, Doug? I said Aoti played pretty good. Is it that's how you say his name? Aoti, right? Aoti. Aoti. I don't know. But, but Bob, what do you think about the San Francisco uh, D going against our offense? Yeah, I mean, they're they're definitely a great defense. I mean, they have, like you say, they they don't have to uh, do a lot of blitzing because they have such a good line. But our offense is also amazing. So I I like the matchup for us in – to beat those quarterbacks. I wish, uh, you know, Goff's a little better in the deep ball, but maybe he'll break it out this weekend and um, get that uh, J-Mo thing going. Because, uh, uh, 
Yeah. That would be yeah. nice to get a couple We've squads, been please. Almost <laughs> Keep them all honest. season for it. <laughs> yeah. If, it, if there was ever a game for a JMO breakout, yeah. it's this one. Under the I bright think. lights. I mean, if I he does he... it in the Super Bowl, that'll be okay, too. Yeah, but... I think we're wearing the all-whites. <laughs> wearing the all-whights this yes. week. Gotta get there. Ah, yeah. beautiful. Our best unis. Nice. Yeah. So... Although I like the all-blues, but... uh, Yeah, the, the all-blues and the all-whites are both great. So The blueberries. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I think the the that defense is going to be a challenge for sure. They're they're really good defense. They have good linebackers. Uh, but yeah, um, Greg Greenlaw and Fred Warner. Did you guys see the end of that? Did you see the end of the game uh, last week? Greenlaw got the pick, and uh, they just needed to fall down to win the game. And he just kept running for like fifteen seconds around the field. Oh yeah, like twenty yards and forwards ten yards. Uh, yeah. If he fumbled, the Packers had a great chance to score. It just it was really funny to watch. Um, but anyway, sorry yeah. I cut you off. <laughs> That was funny though. I, I it's always good to see the Packers lose, you know, and uh, and because Love threw yeah, that ball, he didn't even need to, and he just did a no, terrible he didn't. throw, <laughs> awful throw. So, but now we have to go to San Francisco. So, yeah, but Fred Warner Greenlaw probably the best right. linebacker duo right now in the NFL. Um, Javon Kinlaw, yeah, Bosa, um, Nick Nick Bosa, Chase Young, um, Sebastian Joseph Day. Uh, it's a loaded defense front. Er- Eric Armstead I didn't even mention. Um, Randy Gregory, who they got from the Broncos this year, former All Pro. Uh, so they they have a lot of guys they can throw um, from the D line, uh, and a lot of people. It, it's interesting too because a lot of people thought the Lions should go after Chase Young at the trade deadline. The Lions decide not to, and San Francisco picks him up. Uh, so uh, just a little interesting there. Um, Houston's gonna make them show why that didn't matter. Did he? Did he get a snap in? No, he wasn't active last I, week. I don't think he played last week. No, he wasn't. Uh, yeah. uh, I'd be interested to see if he plays this week. Um, I hope so. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we need some other edge rusher. <laughs> Especially since we've kind of kept him on the roster. The ghost like, of James Houston could. Be I know uh, Julian O'Quarr wasn't doing a ton for us, but if he's at least available to play. <laughs> Well, and he was he was inactive too. He, I mean, he's only active activate so many guys. So, um, yeah. But uh, the other thing I want to mention too is where I think the Lions might attack is on the outside, outside the tackles, and on outside zone concepts. The San Francisco 49ers are twenty eighth for EPA in the NFL uh, against outside zone runs. So tosses, uh, you know, those stretch plays to the outside. I can see Gibbs feasting. On those type of plays to the outside, and I don't know if you guys, uh, Ooh, if you guys remember the play last week, cool. I, I sent it to you in the text chat. Uh, really cool play design by Ben Johnson and the Lions offense last week, where Sewell was lined up at you know his normal position, right tackle, and the Lions block all to the right. Sewell uh, pulls to the left, and they leave the D end unblocked initially. And it looks and typically you'd see like Sewell pull to the left and block out that the end for a quick trap. Sewell just gets a shoulder on him and then runs right by him. It was like a fake trap, and then Sewell just absolutely blasts the outside cornerback and it gives it gives a 15 yard run. Just a really cool play design you don't see normally, and only something you can run with a guy as athletic as Panay Sewell. Yeah, they've been using Sewell like an absolute weapon, and it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Dude's so damn athletic. He's like a. He, it's freaky. He doesn't like. It looks like when they make Godzilla like sprint on screen. It's like uncanny because he's so big. Like yeah. he moves so fast. 
man, that's I should have moved like that. I think very quietly. I think he's. Player. Oh yeah, yeah. I think like, that he is in a very quiet way. Um, he'll never, he'll never get the buzz St. Brown gets or the offensive linemen never do. Whatever, no, not, yeah. not like those guys. Yeah, he he is our most elite player. I think you're right. I think you're I think right, Connor. Um, and I believe PFF gave him a 99.6 run grade for the game. Uh, you know, whatever your thoughts are on PFF, regardless, it was their highest grade ever given out to an offensive lineman in a single game. Uh, so Whoa. I thought that was interesting too. Uh, it's, it is interesting. He's, and he's a number he's... one. I believe he was their number one rated tackle on PFF. Yeah. So. Well, if it's PFF, it's gotta be it's good, truth. Right? It's gospel. I was like, I watched JJ Watt on uh good <laughs> yeah, morning football and he's like, they're like, oh, the PFF. He's like, don't. What is that? That's not even real stuff. That PFF. He's like, give me a real statistic. You know. So he was not very up on those guys either. So. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a tempting, tempting place to fall into. They have good stats, but uh, they're very uh, unique in their. Yeah, according to JJ, they're just kind of made up stats that are meaningless. But I don't know. It's deeper <laughs> analysis. Hey, well, uh, well, one thing before they get, uh, we were talking about our defensive line. One thing I'll say about them, they're not as celebrated as some other lines, but they're playing with real confidence right now. And I think that's, that counts yep. for something when the, when the team's playing together and they're, feeling oh yeah. It. So, and you know, guys, I think are a bit underrated are like Pascal and Anzarike who have really been coming on down the stretch Our second rounders who we weren't really sure about not too long ago are suddenly getting a lots of playing time. And then of course, Aleem is a stud. Yeah. But see that. Do you guys see the one where he's the top rated D tackle left in the playoffs? According to PFF. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So I like PFF for that one. You know, <laughs> I like that piece of analysis. I really like <laughs> it when it puts our stats in our favor. Yeah. 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 But he is um, playing really good. So I did, yeah, we didn't get to elaborate more on the San Francisco offense and the and Lions D. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously Christian McCaffrey is yeah. the uh, head honcho and the 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 real engine of this offense for San Francisco. Um, they're going to run a lot of zone con- zone blocking concepts. Uh, let Christian McCaffrey kind of read and cut up the, up the middle. Um, that that's his bread and butter. Um, yeah, he's, he's good, Ben, but. I, I don't he know if he's really the heart good. of it. Debo Samuel, if you look at them, when they have Samuel, they're like unbeatable. And then when, he, when he's out, they're like nine and eight. They're like, I mean, over the last few years, they're, true, true. they're kind of a 500 like, team without him. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like eight and nine or nine and eight. I think Debo's shoulder is so crucial to this game. And it does not seem eh. like he'll be going. Right. It, yeah. They're saying it's like 50 50. It sounds like he's going to, at the very least, give it a go in the game. He's going to play. Um, Good. And, and then we'll Bring see. Bring him on. I ain't scared. Well, I, this line, our team. Well, Jackie Watson to play because otherwise it'd be an asterisk on the victory as we yeah. go to the Super Bowl. No, which would really I suck. You know, I don't. I don't put that asterisk on me. Don't put that asterisk on me. I never said asterisks. I don't put asterisks. I think you did in the first. game. That being said, I prefer to take yes. the the best shot a team can give and, and defeat them at their best. And I think this team, our Lions team, can handle that. So I ain't scared of no Debo. Rudd Dog's gonna be crying in the corner when we win the yeah. Super Bowl because you know, one of the <laughs> Kelsey didn't play game one of the season. <laughs> yeah, invalidates all of it. Only just wasn't an asterisk. What is Jonah Jackson nothing? I mean, if he's not playing, I mean, you don't count. It's only the opponents 
Okay. No, it only counts for the opponents. I see how that works. <laughs> what did I want everyone to be healthy and playing for both teams? You want all the opponents healthy. The yeah, Giants. but I want our guys to stay unhealthy. You're right. <laughs> you got me. Well, so I, actually, I took Christian McCaffrey to win uh, MVP, and I I thought he should have won it. Uh, he's not going to, uh, but he should win. He had he's not just here, if you want to know about his year, fourteen hundred fifty yards on the ground, easily led the NFL. Like there wasn't even a close second. Um, it was like 250 yards difference between him and the next closest running back. And then uh, receiving 564 yards and seven touchdowns. So 21 touchdowns in total. Two last week against Green Bay. Uh, so he's had 23 touchdowns on the year. Um, and he hasn't missed a snap in the past. He's been injured. But uh, McCaffrey at Beast, the Lions, their strength on defense is the run game. I, I am fascinated to see the Lions try to shut down McCaffrey. If they do that, you got to love their chances putting it in Brock Purdy's hands. Do you guys agree? Oh, yeah. They'll get it done. Yeah. Totally. I really like CD Deuce to get another pick <laughs> and get in Brock. Did, did he say any trash about uh, Brock Purdy this week? I don't think so. Didn't didn't he trash Debo Samuel like before the year or, or one of them? I did see some sort of Instagram like live video that he had. I don't know if it was recent or, not, or Maybe this is what you're referring to. Maybe it was in the off season where he's like Debo. Like he wasn't making any sense. <laughs> it was saying something bad about Debo. Uh, was that yeah. when he played for the Eagles? You were saying that they were going to play in the playoffs. I thought. I don't oh, know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I saw the video scrolling. It was. It was. It was before the season. Uh, I remember Niners fans were angry with him. Uh, I think it was Debo. He was. Wait, you're about. absolutely right, Connor and Bob. Uh, just about the impact Debo Samuel has on this. Because I mean, you saw last week, I think he's a big part of their game plan against the Packers and him being out. Um, they actually handed it off to a different wide receiver when they shouldn't have. Oh, yeah, that. it did not go as well as when he <laughs> handed it off to Debo. Jawan got- Jennings came in for Debo and they audibled to a call that was a call, they audible to a call that was meant for Debo Samuel. I don't think they realized, or Brockford didn't realize in his head that. Juan Jennings is in his place. It was like a handoff in the backfield or a toss play or something like that. It did not go well. Um, yeah. So those are just it, little things that uh, really, I mean, because he, he goes to the slot, he goes to the outside, he goes, he plays uh, out of the backfield. He's an absolute beast. Uh, that's the thing. He, you almost can't define him. I mean, that Jennings, he's right? a decent receiver, but he can't do all the stuff that Debo does. I mean, he's, no way. Debo can do all kinds of crazy stuff, and he's so hard to tackle in space, you know. This is a yak offense. Yards after the catch. They they just want to hit you over the middle, run with the ball, screens. Um, the one exception might be George Kittle. They throw to him deep over the middle often. That, and that's, I believe, where the Lions really need to focus and hunger down. I'm fine with leaving Cam Sutton against Ayuk. Ayuk's been having a great year. Um, but Ayuk is not up to the level of the C.D. Lance, Justin Jefferson's, the Mike Evans that he's been going up against. I don't see the Lions changing Cam Sutton playing him in man uh, again this week, just leaving Sutton out on an island. Because um, I think he's due. I think Sutton's due for a great game. Yeah, he he came on in the second half last totally week. You know, he had a terrible first half and played better. The guy's a competitor, man. He, I, yeah. I like him out there. Definitely. But the Lions got to tackle. They got to be sure tacklers this week. This is a team that. And the 49ers that demands that you you tackle them, <laughs> especially in the open field. Uh, 
So the Lions are going to have their hands full, no doubt about it. Obviously, seven-point underdogs, uh, and San Francisco has been the Super Bowl favorite all the year. Uh, them and, and not, more them more so than even than the Ravens, actually. I, I believe... Uh, kind of surprises me that the Ravens are the favorite. They've right? blown out everything. Including the 49ers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, the, the Ravens are the favorite or aren't? They're the second... Oh, second best odds. Some people were speculating it's because they have to play the Chiefs, and people think the Chiefs are better than the Lions. I'm not. I don't think that the Chiefs yeah, have the devil's luck. They're just like you They're never tough. know with a team like that. Mahomes will pull it out of his ass at some random point. And you're just like, what the? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. he's getting sacked, going out of bounds. He's got Mahomes one toe. And he's, Mahomes six yeah. straight AFC Championship <laughs> game. Crazy. I will say quickly on Mahomes. I think the Bills beat themselves more than Mahomes beat the Bills, but that's just my take on that game. Yeah, Did it again? The Josh Allen's hero ball didn't get it done. I think the Bills beat themselves more than oh. Mahomes beat the Bills. I think you could make a very compelling argument that the Bills well, should have won that game. Yeah, I guess you could have. I mean, they were a field goal away from tying it and sending it to overtime. Yeah, you can, they're just that team you can't count out. Like kind of how the Patriots used to be. Like even when they don't look like they're as good, they're just they've been winning championships. <laughs> right. Well, that's as when we have a good uh, quarterback. Uh, well, good coach, everything. good team. Good, yeah, good yeah. coach for sure. Yep. And yep, yep. coaching's the big thing. The organization. And yeah, you got your star players, but they keep building up the rest of the team. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. All right, so like let's we're go. doing now. Woo. So let's go into the second half of our podcast here, uh, which is our, of course, our prediction segments. That is right, and we have our two world famous prediction segments. That is our roar of the week, and our predictions, our game predictions. So let's get into our roars of the week, and that is the player or coach that we think will have the biggest impact on the game overall. I think a lot of us picked some really good ones last week. Connor and Aaron Glenn, uh, <laughs> stunning our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Lord. The world was silent for a moment. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think Schefter even tweeted it out, Connor, uh, <laughs> your pick. Uh, <laughs> I believe it, yeah. I, was, I told him beforehand I was going to do it. He might have Um, And uh, so... And I think we had Ify, Manra, Laporta, et cetera. So let's get into it now. Let's start with Rudd Dog. I want your roar of the week. All right. 
I think we've been calling for this guy a lot all season, but I think this is the game he's finally going to do it and blow the doors off of a team, and that is yep. Jamison Williams, baby, Waymo. All right. He's going to finally go off. He's been having some real steady performances in recent weeks where he's being where he golf wants him to be. They're really starting to sync up. He's running a more diverse route tree. I think he's about to just finally just tear apart and blow a game open for us and go off for 140 plus and two touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I think JMO is just going to be an X factor completely. And that's why he's my roar of the week. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, yes. Uh, I w- we'd love to see nothing more than that. He's capable of those numbers, 142. We know he is. We know he is. We're waiting for him. We're waiting <laughs> so for him. So desperately. All right, let's go to Connor. Well, my roar of the week nice. is Jameer Gibbs. I know we talked a lot about Christian McCaffrey. Now he's the best running back in the league, and I think that is true right now. Um, but I think this is the game where Ooh. Gibbs takes the mantle and just – Never, never surrenders the crown, uh, at least <laughs> like for the this. next like decade. Uh, I think he's going to juke out a couple guys in the open field, rush for 145 Woo! yards Whoa, and two awesome. touchdowns. Big day. Beautiful. The Bama boys getting it done. <laughs> yep. Wait, so Connor, that, that's your. Thank you. Oh, that's my. Uh, I'm sorry. Is something sucking your throat? I. Did you not hear me at the beginning do the roar? Okay. I guess is this I'll do roar it becoming a thing. Big Z. That is my Thank roar you. of the week. You get a bonus <laughs> roar. Well, this, this, if there's ever time to have a bonus roar, it's this week, Connor. That's right. Yeah. Well, if UJ were here, he'd very call, true. Like, Twenty people to get the roar of the week. So <laughs> yes, he'd be roaring all over the place. Yeah. All right, Bob. Who is going to the game as well? Right, you're going to the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. My wife and I were. Uh, lucky to be able to go to the game. We're gonna be how about it? Enjoying that nice seventy degree weather, and uh, we're sitting in one of the end zones, so that's it's awesome. gonna be fun. Awesome, Goff is gonna score on a quarterback sneak and throw you the ball. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Or like uh, <laughs> Hutch get a strip sack and kick yeah. the ball in the stands. You know, I'll pick it up. But uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm I am so excited about this. The biggest game I've ever been to as a Lions fan. So I'm hyped. But uh, yeah, this game. Uh, you look at with these kind of games, you look at matchups, you know, like our offensive line versus their defensive line. Uh, and then there's the matchups that aren't direct, like Goff versus Purdy. And I'm going to go with the matchup here with uh, our tight ends, Laporta versus Kittle. I think Laporta is going to really mm. shine into the bright lights here. Iowa tight end on the big stage. And he's he's looking good. He's got that that knee. He's been that's tweaked, but he seems fine with it now. So. I think he's going to have a big game. So Laporta, at least 100 yards and a touchdown for Laporta. So Samuel Laporta is my roar of the week. All right. Beautiful. Love to hear it. All right. So let's go to producer Kid J. Who's your roar of the week? My roar of the week is going to be also uh, Jamison Williams. I think the the Lions really need to attack the outside because I think the the middle is going to be kind of closed off with uh Trey with Trey Greenlaw and um Fred Warner running around the middle. So I think um the outside um outside passing attack is gonna be really important and I think Jameson Williams is gonna get a couple big plays 
and a touchdown. Probably like I say, like a hundred yards and a touchdown. And he's my roar of the week. All right, that's two for JMO, and I love the JMO love. Uh, I think a lot of us are. I mean, th- this is where they're, they can be exposed outside. Um, yeah, man, please just go off, JMO. We want to see it at the biggest so stage. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, um, they're at least gonna throw them once, if not twice deep. Uh, I, definitely on these cornerbacks. Um, and they're gonna see speed like we've never seen before, especially on grass. Uh, Jamal played in grass in college. Uh, I think he excels on grass. So, anyways, uh, my roar of the week. I was stuck between two people. I'll tell you a second after I say my roar. I'm gonna go with Aleem McNeil. Uh. I, I don't think we give him enough love and appreciation. I, I, I know, like I know, Rudd Dog said that he's like the number one remaining D tackle, but I just really want to highlight Ali McNeil here. Uh, he's had an awesome playoffs. What a just just a year in general too. Uh, what a step up from year two to year three. It just again it speaks to what the Lions have built here and the patience and their belief in their their draft picks and their process uh, come to fruition. Ali McNeil is like the essence of that in a lot of ways, the way he's just grown in front of our eyes as a player. Um, I think it all could culminate here. Uh, the guards are okay. Uh, they're good in run run defense, the San Francisco guards. I think they're slightly vulnerable in the past. So I see Lee McGill, like he's getting one, one and a half sacks, but really disruptive in the run game is where we need him to be. And it might not even show up in the, uh, the you know, the stats in the, in the box score or whatever, because uh, I think he's going to be, Dealing with a lot of double teams, take him on uh, soundly to free up Jack Campbell and Anzalone. I forgot to mention Anzalone playing with a broken rib. I forgot to mention that uh, as well in the injuries. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love these guys. Um, so Ali McMeal is my roar of the week. Beautiful. Those are all, all right. the roar of the weeks. Uh, UJ, maybe we'll insert a later in the podcast or not, but I don't know. But uh, he did not send it to us. I'm going to guess so. his was Jack Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good filler in for him. There you go. I like it. That is a good shut down Christian McCaffrey all by himself. <laughs> all right. So let's get to the last part. The most important part, of course, is the predictions mm-hmm. for the NFC championship that the Lions <laughs> are playing in. They're playing in the NFC championship. Oh if gosh. we didn't already mention it 20 times. <laughs> um, Once more, please. The Lions are playing in the NFC Championship game, baby. Let's go. Seven point (laughs) underdogs. 50 and a half is the over under. 70 degrees. Beautiful weather. Three mile per hour winds. Bob, what is your prediction? When you look up at that scoreboard in uh, whatever the field's name is. uh, Like Levi's Stadium. Oh, it's still Levi's. Okay. Levi's Stadium. That that, is it a blue scoreboard for the jeans or actually their (laughs) logo is red and white, right? Yeah, I yeah. I'm not Anyways, sure what, what is that scoreboard going to say? But uh yeah, the scoreboard there. I think this going to be a great game. Uh the Lions have been drawn in killer ratings and that's cuz they're a hell of a yeah. fun team to watch. I think that's going to happen this week too. Going to break some more records ratings wise. It's going to be funny cuz San Francisco, they've been like good for years now. And the Lions are going to come out of nowhere and punch them in the mouth and take that NFC Championship game and go to the Super Bowl. So I I like this game. I I uh, I think it's gonna be really exciting. It'll be a lot of points scored. I see the Lions winning thirty-four to twenty-seven. It's gonna Ooh. be a tight game, but Lions are gonna pull it out. And uh, Goff's gonna look good. 
we're going to have splash plays on defense and a lot of offense. So, uh, what are they, 34-27 Lions. My prediction. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We love it. Wow. High scoring game, 61 points scored. That would be wildly entertaining uh, just from even a casual fan uh, to watch. So 34-27, that's Bob's prediction. Let's go to Rudd Dog. You know, I, I got to agree, Bob. I don't think San Fran's going to know what hit them. I don't think they have a good sense of who we are, who the Lions are, what, what we're capable of. And I think we're going to come into that town and just rip it out of their freaking chest. Uh, <laughs> I think this defense is going to continue to be disruptive. I think Jared... Uh, not Jared Goff. I'm on defense. Uh, Hutchinson is going to be incredibly disruptive and just make make it really, along with McNeiler, they're just going to make it very hard for San Fran to fall into a rhythm. And I think they're going to limit them to one touchdown. I think that they're going to get a bunch of yards, but they're going to stop them. Uh, a touchdown, and because I respect, I think they'll also get a field goal. A touchdown and a field goal for San Francisco. That's, you know, maybe the most I've given to anybody this year. So just to show how much I respect them. But I just think we're going to, like, triple that. And we're going to get more than triple that. I think it's going to be 34 to 10. Detroit's just going to take care of business. We're going to be more violent, more disruptive on defense. Our offense is going to handle their supreme front seven and just pick them apart methodically. Jared Goff's going to do his thing. J-Mo's going to do his thing. Gibbs, Montgomery. It's just going to go off. So Are they going to do their Detroit thing? baby. Yes. Wait, who? <laughs> okay, just making sure. Yeah. That was your yeah. most grounded prediction. Yet. Wait, so the your, say, say your final score again? 34 to 10, Detroit Lions. Whoa! Whoa! You went with an under? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. That is respect. That is respect. All right. 34 to 10. Rud Dog. That's a believable score. All right. All my scores have been believable. Oh, that's true. You're right. Uh, Not really. Yeah. (laughs) I think I was right right every time. What are you talking about? Connor. All right. Uh, For my prediction, (laughs) I think it's going to be a very close uh, back and forth game. I think the Lions are going to. Uh, win the toss it's going to be tails and they're going to receive and uh i think these teams are going to trade shots back and forth all game i think it's going to be 31 28 lions and with 20 seconds to go you know i wanted him jake moody is going to attempt a 54 yard field goal that is blocked and we will be celebrating like we've never celebrated before 31 28 final score that is my prediction Oh, I didn't think this far ahead. Can I give you a name? Uh, Benito Jones. Yeah, sure. Ooh, Who do you be think nice. Sure, Benito can block it. Yeah. I like All that. right. I and the Lions recover. I love it. I know our listeners love it too. So that's three for the Lions. Uh, let's go to producer Kid J. What's your prediction? I think it's going to be a pretty tight game. Um, it's going to be. It's going to be really close, and um, the Lions are going to um, win in a tight one, 24 to 21. Ooh. That is my Ooh. prediction. 
Okay, okay. Nice. Hey, 24 to 21. That goes under. Um, all right. Well, we love it. That's four now for the Lions. All right. So this is the most iconic. This is going to be arguably the most important game in Detroit Lions history. Probably more important than the championship games in the 50s because the NFL is just way more popular now. This means more to the general public at large, especially to the city of Detroit. Um, and I, it's it's like everything else in Detroit Lions history leading up to this point. It's not going to be easy. I think we're going to go through a lot of ups and downs in this game. It's going to just absolutely like test my health in every regard and aspect. Uh, kind of like the, the Rams game did to me to a certain degree in the fourth quarter. Um, but, man, I think this is going to be a late, a late score for the Lions to take the victory. I think they go for two to win 28 27. Oh, man. Uh, it's wow. going to be a tight one, but they get the victory okay. and go to the Super Bowl. And it's going to be run, th- that two point conversion or however. There's going to be some sort of highlight near the end of the game where the Lions How are they going to do it? Played over and over again throughout the rest of our lives. Uh, do you think they throw uh, it? No, I don't, think, I don't think that. I don't think that. I don't think that. Uh, I hope they don't throw it to James Mitchell. Well, he's hurt, thank God, but like a yard short of the end zone. Either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's your final score again? 28 to 27 Lions. Ooh. Hey, Z, uh, when the Lions last won the NFL championship in 1957, they had to go through San Francisco to get to Cleveland. In right. the, uh, and uh, they won that one uh, 31-27. So very similar mm. score. Oh, wow. And that Cleveland franchise is now the Ravens. Yeah, there so you go. Could, could oh, the, who they beat in the championship? You mean? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Th- yeah. Because this weekend is Baltimore's first time ever hosting AFC Championship too. Uh, be, uh, since uh, the Baltimore Ravens, I should say they, they haven't hosted the AFC Championship since they were the Colts. Um, ah, interesting. So that's interesting too. But either way, everybody on this panel, including our producer. Hey, UJ sent me his. Oh, he just sent it. Okay. All right. I love a lion. He said the Lions win 192 (laughs) to zero. I'm guessing this is Red Dogs. That was Red Dogs' initial prediction. Are you sure that was? Are you sure your prediction was a UJ's? Goff throws for 34 touchdowns. It's so sneaky how you tried to get your own prediction. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, (laughs) Okay, maybe I did something. All right. So, well, there you have it. Everybody with a prediction for a Lions victory. And then we go to the Super Bowl. Let's yeah. go. So what are you, what are you boys doing? Like I said, I'm going to the game. What are you guys doing to watch it? What do we get? What's your plans? You can be at a bar, be at a family group, or what are you guys doing? Yeah, family group for me. Uh, I can't speak for Connor or Red Dog, though. I'm having some friends over. It's just a bit of a hike to get down to. <laughs> Probably watching down there, but uh, bro, dog, you gonna go to you? You're you live in Vegas. Are you gonna go to a sports book? Are you watching at home? What are you doing? I don't know. It depends. I might be watching it at work on my phone. <laughs> He'll be oh, standing no. outside oh, the no. appli- outside the appliance store, looking through the window. You know the TVs. <laughs> yes, that's my preferred method, but we'll see. <laughs> Um, well, actually, that sounds better than on your phone around work, walking around work watching. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, hey, you're in Vegas, you should sneak into the game there. 
win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Yeah. Or climb to the top of the stadium and peek through the glass at the top of the stadium. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got we got a, we got a late entry from oh, from uh, <laughs> from UJ for real this time. Oh, okay. dang so, it! Is. My, my yes. lies exposed. Goff is his roar of the week. He throws well. It says three touchdowns. It doesn't say running or passing. I'm gonna assume two passing, one running. Let's assume a rushing. Yes. Oh, wow. Let's assume three rushing. Um, and then Lions win thirty-one to thirty in a nail biter. So Ooh. me and UJ both with one point Lions <laughs> victories. Uh, that's awesome. Michael Badgley to send it to the Super Bowl for the Lions. Probably <laughs> in that nice. scenario. Uh, awesome, 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 awesome. Yeah, make sure you guys got your heart monitors for that game. A couple other cool things I forgot to mention. Um, The Lions sold out Ford Field, at least the lower portion, uh, within like an hour or two uh, to just watch the game at at Ford Field. Uh, That's pretty cool. Um, So I'm not sure how many the lower portion holds. uh, I'm not even sure if it's the whole lower portion. I I I think it would do it at one side of the lower bowl, but. Like okay. They should just keep opening up. Just have the whole stadium full, and everybody's like as loud as a jet engine. Even though no players on the field. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, so that was really cool. There's also like multiple theaters throughout, like Michigan, that are like selling or like playing the game, and movie theaters are like selling out for people to go watch the game. That's, that's pretty that's, cool. That's really cool too. Um. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And uh, Aaron Glenn and and Ben Johnson both had second interviews with the Falcons uh, this week. But it seems like as long as the commanders aren't hiring anybody, Ben Johnson is likely going to uh, Washington once it, whenever the line season ends, which is most likely after the Super Bowl. Uh, so that's that's the other parts I wanted yeah. to mention. And uh, not Lions, but Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan to go to Chargers. Yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, how do you feel about that, Bob and Connor? Well, as a as a Michigan fan, um, I'm not happy about it, but I am not surprised either. It looked like he was going to go. So, yeah, they got the natty, which right. obviously blocked. They got out the natty, so me, I'll be living off you know? that for a while. Well, it seemed it seemed like their big sticking point was like It'll be some sort of like panel that would vote because he's expecting like some punishment from the NCAA, um, <laughs> and and then likely another suspension, and he didn't. And he wanted to make sure he had like job assurance or something. It was a really weird thing uh, with Michigan. The NCAA. I, I I just don't think he wants to deal with the NCAA anymore either. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that's what it is too. And the Chargers sure offered him a boatload sure of money. Did. Uh, so, but, yeah, he I mean, he's whatever where he's gone, sure. even if he rubs some people the wrong way. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Jim Schwartz. Well, no, like Pat Patricia more so, like uh, rubbing like. Oh, I was oh. thinking of their handshake, the Jim Schwartz. Uh, uh, what yeah. are you thinking of, Z? Lions, I was thinking of Schwartz like ownership and stuff. Like Jim Harbaugh sometimes doesn't always get along, but this Chargers owner compared to like the 49ers owner is like super hands off. Um, so it, definitely a different situation. But anyways, yeah. uh, that should be interesting. But the, it's the, this is the year of the Harbaugh's coaching. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, Har- Jim Harbaugh, the national championship and. John Harbaugh one went away. Um, and Do we get one once every ten years? Because that was it not the year of the Harbaugh's when they were in the Super Bowl facing each other. As well? Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, enough of that. Enough of the Harbaugh's. Yeah. What the hell? Why did we even right, start right. talking about that? Jamal? It's the Campbell Campbell year. That's uh, right. That's right. The year of Dan. 
MCDC, yes, baby. Well, all right, that's going to wrap it up for us here. If you have your roar of the week or a prediction, send it in to uh, Drinking the Blue Kool Aid on Instagram. That's drinking blue, at Drinking the Blue Kool Aid. Um, Twitter slash X at Drinking Lions. Our Gmail, um, Drinking the Blue Kool Aid at gmail.com. Um, YouTube, subscribe on there. I'm sure we'll, we'll 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 try our best to have a live stream after the game on Sunday, um, reacting to the game. Uh, it's man, it's gonna be so fun. Uh, that uh, on YouTube it's at DTBK, or just type in Drinking the Blue Kool Aid. You should be able to easily find us. Um, subscribe so you get notified when our live stream goes, or just check up on our old videos. Um, thank you to our producer, KJ. KJ. Every single week of the season, um, especially this year, where we've had a few extra weeks and probably eight more episodes minimum uh, with this insane playoff run. So thank you, producer KJ, for crushing it. And thank you to SidelineReport.com for supporting the podcast. Otherwise, Apple, Spotify, your podcast, please download, please subscribe, please leave a review. We greatly appreciate that. Otherwise, Stay tuned uh, after the game Sunday. Hopefully live stream. If not, we'll have a pod out uh, ready to go on Monday. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great weekend. Enjoy watching this historic, historic moment mm-hmm. for the Detroit Lions. Oh, uh, yeah. I-, I think it's going to be a very special, special weekend. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And last but not least, as always, go! go. field a charging team that will not yield and when the blue and silver wave stand and cheer the brave rock 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 go hard win the game with honor you will keep your fame down the field and gain alliance victory